Welcome, friends, and Merry Christmas. I'm Rev. Tim Earhart. This is Daily Bible Reflections for December 28, 2023. Today's Gospel lesson is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 18. Celebration and Lament Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child, to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the Magi. Then what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled, because they are no more. New Revised Standard Version Smack in the middle of the great celebration of Christ's birth is a great lament. That's because not everyone views the birth of Jesus with joy. There are others who see it as a threat and want to stamp it out. We are humans with two ears, two eyes, two hands, two feet, two lungs, two kidneys. Our paired organs exist because we need the two of them in order to function properly. Joy and sadness, celebration and lament, are emotionally paired so that our soul may serve us as it is intended to. We hold them both together at the same time, all the time, in order to have a well-rounded and healthy way of life. In this time of year, it can be easy to gravitate toward either one or the other. We might become engrossed in all the shiny things of the season, or we may get lost by all the sorrows which the season stirs up for us. I invite you to approach the mundane and simple manger. Although it might seem dull and unattractive, the last place you may find wholeness and peace. It is truly, though, the place where we find God. It is here that both our joys and our sorrows meet because among the stinky animals and the lower-class life, we shall actually discover the real longing of our hearts. The gracious and almighty God preserved and protected the child Jesus. Christ's early life retraced the life of ancient Israel. Like the Jewish patriarchs, Jesus went down to Egypt and would eventually go down and face hell for us in his crucifixion. And like the ancient Israelites, Jesus was brought up out of Egypt and would rise from the dead, bringing freedom from sin and death once for all in a new exodus. It's as if the disciple Matthew means to connect the two testaments as a unified whole by saying, Look, here is the Messiah, the coming King, the promised one of Israel and of all the nations. Jesus is our salvation, the fulfillment of all that we have hoped for. Jesus is the new Exodus. 
In the second of three dreams, Joseph is told to take Jesus to Egypt. Joseph obeyed the Lord and took responsibility for the role of protecting Jesus, as contrasted with Herod's role in attempting to murder Jesus. Yet there is more to this story than Christ's protection. This is the fulfillment of a biblical pattern, an identification of Jesus with the people of God. Matthew pulled forward the prophet Hosea to say that just as God brought the Israelites out of Egypt through a great deliverance, God brought up Jesus, the great deliverer, out of Egypt as the unique Son of God. When we hold the pair of testaments together in both hands, we feel the weight of Jesus as God's divine Son, so therefore Christ is the rightful ruler in God's kingdom. Just as God preserved Israel from Pharaoh's wrath, the Lord protected Jesus from Herod's wrath. God's kindness and loyalty extends to us as covenant people and preserves us from the wrath of the devil, who seeks to keep as many people as possible in the realm of darkness. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus, who conquered the devil by establishing a beachhead on this earth through an incarnation as the Son of God. Jesus brought us out of exile. The scoundrel King Herod massacred innocent toddlers to ensure the destruction of Jesus. Behind his atrocity was the devil himself, who knew Jesus was the coming king who would one day bring salvation. Reflecting on a vision of Christ's birth, the Apostle John identified the sinister plan and the divine deliverance in Revelation 12. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations with an iron rod. Her child was snatched up to God and his throne. Satan wars against God's son and God's people, whose roots go all the way back to the first prophecy of Christ after the fall of humanity. God decreed and declared to Satan at that time in Genesis 3.15, <clears throat> And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, you will strike his heel. There has been continual enmity ever since, between the serpent and the seed of the woman. It manifests itself with the Israelites constantly being threatened with extermination and tempted to conform to pagan ways. King Herod was just another in a long line of demonically animated persons trying to perpetuate the kingdom of darkness. We must take this threat seriously because the devil knows that his time is short. A second advent is coming which will be the final judgment. Satan's most powerful weapon, death, has lost its sting because of Jesus. Christmas is a hard time of year for many people, filled with depression instead of joy, grieving over lost loved ones for whom we will not spend another Christmas with. Yet there is a reunion coming, the hope of a bodily resurrection which we will be with Jesus and God's people forever. Be encouraged to understand that there is no time in heaven. It will be only a moment and the people who have gone before us will turn around and see us. We will one day join them. 
Matthew also used the prophet Jeremiah to communicate hope. Jeremiah's prophecy dealt with children who were lost in war to the invading Babylonians. The prophecy is, is a lament with the hope that captivity will not be forever. The disciple Matthew wanted us to see that the exile is over for us. Jesus has arrived, and the tears which were shed will shortly dry up. There may be a time of suffering we must endure, but there will also be glory. Jesus is the great deliverer who brings us out of sin's captivity and into the promises of God. He is our hope. Jesus is the promised one who will deliver us from the tyranny of the devil. Christ is the hope of the nations, the savior of the world. So let us come back to the first Christmas, which was the beginning of the end for evil on this earth. Believers in Jesus are part of God's victory, and they overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb, acknowledging that Christ's incarnation was essential for us. Just as Jesus made a radical break with his former life in heaven through the Incarnation. We too must break with our old way of life. God will save the people through this child Jesus, the greatest gift we can give in this season and throughout the coming year is the gift of grace, the presentation of the Christ child. Loving God, help us remember the birth of Jesus so that we may share in the song of the angels gladness of the shepherds and the wisdom of the wise men. Close the door of hate and open the door of love across the world. Let kindness come with every gift and good desires with every greeting. Deliver us from evil through the blessing of the Christ child. Teach us to be happy with pure hearts. Grant us great grateful thoughts, devoted hearts, and gracious hands. Jesus our Savior, in the might of the Holy Spirit. Amen.